Italian Wine Podcast. Chin Chin with Italian Wine People. Hello, my name is Monty Walden. I'm with Giuseppe Mazzucolin from Felsina Beredenga, which is a fantastic winery in Chianti Classica, one of my favorites. Uh, been for many, many years one of my favorite wines. I'm really thrilled you're here. How did you get started at uh, Felsina Beredenga? When I met uh, Gloria Poggiali, my wife, she was going to become my wife, but we were students at the university in Florence. And she was coming with small bottles, and three, not yet a 375, the smallest. And uh, was my direct contact, the first impression with Sangiovese. Of course, it's a story of love. Are you doing love for your wife or love for the Sangiovese? Both. <laughs> <laughs> Sangiovese became something that was in relation, of a good relation with people, with my wife and then with her father. Mm-hmm. My future father-in-law. What were you studying uh, at university out of interest? I was studying, yes. I was oriented to continue my career at the university. Which one? Literatura Italiana, Storia della Lingua Italiana. Right, okay. Which is um, the story of the Italian language, history of the Italian language. Exactly. When uh, I received from my father-in-law the invitation to, to be involved in that work, it was not easy for me to, to say immediately yes. I accepted to start, to start and work, but without losing the moment to teach in my, was my real objective since when I was a student, was very young, the idea to become professor or teacher in the school. Do you, I mean, do you actually, do you still teach, as well as making wine, do you still teach? Do you have any time for that or not? No, no, but uh, I changed work because I was teacher for nine years. Mm-hmm. But uh, for me, it was a great occasion to introduce something different in the world of the wine. Mm-hmm. The idea that wine is never, cannot be separated from a cultivated story, of, to be present mm-hmm. in, the, in the agriculture, in the vineyards, in the contact with the wine. I mean, I'm going to ask you a question. I mean, you know how literature, um, maybe a book gets written in a certain period of time and the critics or the reviewers say, oh, this book is, signifies something. And then as time passes, we, we, we go back to that book and we have a different interpretation yeah. of, the, of the language used and the words used. How do you see that happening with wine? Maybe how Chianti Classico was 20 years ago, how it was interpreted and how Chianti Classico is now, because you've been there throughout this whole journey. In that time, the way to approach... Chianti Classico, in the best context, was in the, in the families of, the, of our farmers, in the houses. To talk about the in wine the that Osteria, they... In the Osteria, in the Trattoria, when wine was something in the between, was a connection. I started to learn something about Sangiovese in, in that context. I realized what does it mean, a good acidity, a good tannins. In the 60s, in the 70s, it was not possible to have a perfect vinification. Sometimes that was a little bit rude, in the, in the, but there was, an, there was an authenticity. And the love for Sangiovese, from, for the Chianti, was possible to perceive directly from the eyes of the people. I learned, when I started to be in Felsina full-time, I learned a lot from the farmers, especially Remigio and Agostino Buracchi. Agostino was the, the chief was the real responsible, was really mm-hmm. facing at the moment, in that moment. 
Okay, so was he, was, he, he was making the wine then on the estate, was he? Yeah, but uh, he, uh, Agostino was responsible of the administration of the vineyards. Mm-hmm. And uh, for me, it was much easier to see his face, to understand how I was going and harvest the new vintage. So the contact, the human contact with the people was the, the best o- occasion, the best opportunity for me to understand something mm-hmm. about that uh, world. I was coming from Venice my, and from Treviso, where I was born, my family from Venice. I'm, I'm a Venetian of terra ferma, do we say in, in Italian? Yeah, of, uh, ter- yeah, terra ferma, we say this. Yeah, yeah. Not, yeah, not from the sea. And uh, I arrived in a different, totally different context, close mm-hmm. to Florence, close to Siena, that for me ideally are the ideal cities in the perspective of the Renaissance of another, when human being was in the center, was in the center of the world. In this macrocosmos, was possible to identify something that was connected to the microcosmos, very close to the stones, to the calcareous soils, to the, the way to organize the vineyards. And so, what you're talking about is this: is this peasant tradition almost of of making wine for the family table from grapes that you were allowed to keep from by your landlord because the peasants in those days had uh, they had land, had to give most of their grapes to the landlord and they kept a little bit to make for themselves. From the and, and you're saying that is the true true Tuscan tradition that for you is is absolutely where it starts and that's and you want your wines to be like that these wines that are drinkable that are the Chianti class that's refreshing and bright and savoury Sangiovese is a very versatile grape Mm -hmm. you enjoy when it's fresh when you enjoy when it's becoming more mature in the past it was normal to approach Mm -hmm. only the youngness of Sangiovese and uh, we learned Mm -hmm. that Sangiovese is a great opportunity to be aged in the bottle for the long, for a long time, but I always uh, very clear in my memory the the way to to be in, in relation with this kind of grape, the perfumes, and uh, and it's a cultural story. Do you, do, do you think um, everybody in Chianti Classico shares your vision, or do they want mainly to focus on say these bigger, brasher, deeper wines that have been heavily oaked with the taste of new barrels and maybe it's a bit of story. French grapes like Cabernet and Merlot to make them more international? It's another story. We are in contact with that way to be on time and moderni. And uh, I think it was useful to be in relation with a world of wine that was growing also mm-hmm. in Italy. Mm-hmm. When I started, it was much, was much difficult to sell the wine also in the cask, in Damigianas. The idea of the mise en bouteille mm-hmm. bottling. was not bottling, mm-hmm. was not so yet present mm-hmm. in the conscious, mm-hmm. in, the, in the people living in that moment mm-hmm. in the areas. We were learning. Stavamo balbettando. I mean, obviously, with mechanisation, we're seeing less. No. More of us live on in cities now than in the countryside globally. That is the glow, and, we're, and it, we're all gravitating towards the cities. And obviously, as more people gravitate to the cities, there are less people to work on the land. Do you think it's time, with all the issues we're facing with health and obesity and all the rest of it, that more people actually started getting back onto land and physically farming? I think it will be a great opportunity to to go back, perceive the reality of uh, the agriculture. Mm-hmm. It's a very strong subject. Do you feel a, do, you, do you feel like a spiritual connection almost with with nature when you go out into the vineyard? Do you, does it energize? Spiritual is a strong word. Yeah, but not, <clears throat> I'm not about a. Ch- I, I'm not a religious person at all. But mm. you feel some kind of connection with the natural world. It's something that belongs to ourselves. It's something that we have inside. I don't want to use names to identify this human way to be part of the nature. Mm-hmm. We are not separated. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. 
everything that is in the cosmos mm-hmm. is part of ourselves, and so we are not separated. But uh, it, I think that uh, uh, new generations will appreciate the opportunity to remember, to be part, member also, of a great project that was in the mind and the hearts of the people working before. Mm-hmm. I remember the people living in the in our estate, because Fesin is a farm, living, working at the same time. So life and work never separated. It was a full time. When they became workers, the farmers, uh, for them uh, to stop the, to work at eight o'clock, at five o'clock mm-hmm. was not the reason to stop the work, mm-hmm. because they went to at home and mm-hmm. went home to and and work in the garden. I think new generations need to find again this connection with the past. I think that's so important. Mm-hmm. So I agree with you 155. percent I mean, um, if we lose if we lose our connection with the natural world, we're, we're really in trouble. New way to be agriculture, mm-hmm. ready to stay in the vineyard, and in the vineyard you can go to the theater mm-hmm. and see Sunambola or Capuleti Montecchi, Vespri Siciliani. So to, in the past there was too much the wall that separated the city and the agriculture. Mm-hmm. Now I think there are great opportunities. And for me, when I see Siena from Rancha, from our vineyards, it's a great way to understand that we are connected. Mm-hmm. So the real contribution that is coming from the city is always a paritetic way to be in contact, to be in relation. That for me, that, that is for me the, the, the connection, the real, the strong connection with the agriculture today and the future of the agriculture. Giuseppe Mazzaglione, we could talk about this for several days, I think, and hopefully we'll get the chance to do that next time I see you. Well, you're a wonderful speaker, and you do make, I think, one of my favourite wines on the planet, and the two are not unconnected. So it's been a real privilege talking to you, and uh, what can I say? I'm honoured. I really thank you. You're a great interviewee, and, I, and I'd love to interview again sometime. Yes. Over a glass of wine next time. All the best. Thanks very much. <laughs> thank you. Bye-bye. Ciao. Follow us at Italian Wine Podcast on Facebook.